Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout. This is episode number 91 for Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. My name is Marty Sleeve, and I'm joined by Casey Wosu and Nick Calandra. Uh, welcome, everyone. We have an excellent show for you today. Uh, we are gonna we're gonna do a little temperature check, a little post uh, Summer Game Fest temperature check. We're gonna see see what sort of stuff we've been vibing with uh, now that we have a little bit of space uh, after. Uh, the big showcases, see what what stood out, what we're really looking forward to playing in the near future. Um, we'll also be chatting about a lot of the hullabaloo surrounding uh, uh, Starfield, which is going to be 30 frames per second. And let me tell you, some of the internet boys, upset. <laughs> upset <laughs> at that! Upset at that! Uh, so we'll talk about that. And then uh, we'll also talk about um, the sort of uh, the, the news that we could have expected uh, that Embracer, the company that had been uh, catamarying up uh, uh, every company in sight uh, is now uh, restructuring and having layoffs and canceling projects and doing some weird things with the uh, Lord of the Rings IP. So we'll discuss that and what it might say for the future of uh, some other games that we're really looking forward to. Speaking of Katamari, I don't have this on the docket. Everyone watching, Google Katamari. Google the word. This is a this is a live exercise for all of us. Google Katamari. K A T A M A R I. Make sure you're on Google. Uh-huh. And then on the right hand side, there should be like a little uh, like the little widget that has the information on it. And you're gonna see a Katamari ball that's bouncing. Yes. If you click on that Katamari ball, look what happens. What a world! A little Katamari opens up, and with your arrows, you can just Katamari up your web page. What a time to be alive! <laughs> this is great. Everything's fine. Well, Trump got arraigned. We got Katamari on Google. Everything's looking up. That's uh, you are more wow. excited about that than I am for my vacation tomorrow. Let's <laughs> go on vacation. The big three: the arraignment, the Katamari Google, and Nick going on vacation. Um, how are you guys doing? Oh, and we're gonna talk about Final Fantasy 16 because the demo came out. And we, uh, this is why I love Google, guys. And it's if, really good. If any major corporation takes over the world, I hope it's Google. <laughs> so at least they're gonna be playful no, about it. Right? <laughs> I mean, if any major corporation, which yeah, if you had to pick thing, one, and we probably do at some point. What, yeah, I'm, actually, I'm that's, I'm I'm a Google. In the that's a good break. That's a good breakout question. If you had to choose a corporation to take over the world, what would you choose? Nintendo. <laughs> God damn it! No, I would gladly, we'll all... I would, I would gladly engage in FinDom and give them a Every... quarter of my salary. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest; I already give them close to a quarter of my salary. They would just make no you. They, they would just make you repurchase everything over and over and over and over again. <laughs> That's true. I might or McDonald's because you see they're bringing back the grimace. Nick, do you know who the grimace is? Yeah, that weird purple thing. Yeah, who doesn't know grimace? Yeah, I don't know because like the grimace, I think died at some point. I think like the grimace died when Princess Diana died, and so if you're younger than that, you don't know who the grimace is. I don't think grimace died. I, well, I, like I don't think he became a character anymore. Also, he... grimace started out as a villain. Yes, I know. Like I think most of those guys were villains, right? Like yeah, one was a straight up like burglar? jailbroken. Uh, yeah. The clown is a villain. Yeah, I mean there are no good clowns in no. media anymore. So there you go. Um, welcome everyone. Thank you, thank you everyone for for joining. I see so much of the Green Gang here. Welcome everybody. Uh, as we've been saying uh, all week, uh, we are uh, for the time being. All of our streams are only going to be on YouTube, not on Twitch, because of Twitch's uh, uh, new statement and rules on simulcasting. Um, if that changes, maybe this will change. But for the time being, you can always find us here on uh, YouTube. 
Uh, and one other note is, uh, I know a bunch of you have already jumped on it, but uh, earlier today, our uh, Adventure is Nigh uh, limited series Dice from Dice Envy uh, went live. And let me tell you guys, selling like hotcakes. Selling quick. I like it. Selling oh, really? like hotcakes. Uh, I'm going to put the link in here in case you didn't see it in Discord, in case you didn't see it in any of the tweets or anything. But you, uh, you guys it right here. Oh! One of these little beautiful dice and look DVDs. at that holy moses this is like a multimedia really cool. stream where, where, how do this. you how do we get those um those giant piece dice that we had at the shoot because you could literally kill somebody with those <laughs> yeah those I, I don't have know to be for up. camera only right like those are not I don't, like i don't know those are they're yeah, so I mean, big they're, 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 they're like the size of like golf balls yeah they're they're yeah. golf balls <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're heavy too could use those as a paperweight uh, as we see in Milwaukee, there ends up being like a large dice murderer running around. Like, oh, no. <laughs> did Jack do this? <laughs> did Jack the did dicer. Jack... <laughs> oh no! Um, how are you guys doing? How, how is your how's your post how's your post summer game fest? You guys feeling good about this stuff? You guys feeling good about yeah. the state of video games going forward? Feeling feeling good uh, about video games, not feeling good about the last twenty four hours. <laughs> but the video games, uh, you know what? There's only one place I like AI, and it's in the enemies I am killing in the video games. <laughs> yeah, they're the reason we shoot AI all the time. Yeah, um, I used to be excited what? about like, smarter AI, and I'm like, mm, we're getting yeah, too close. That used to be a thing in like Halo. They'd be like, yeah. oh, the enemies will learn, and if you throw a grenade, they will run away. Now they're trying to and take my job. Goddamn AI out of my video game. <laughs> Um, yeah, because like it's just the exact same term because it's the same thing, just use a different way, right? So like, yeah. way way to change the the flavor of that. Yeah, so it, it was all fun and games until uh, corporations <laughs> learned about AI money. Um, also going over going over some super chats quick. Uh, Brayton Greswald, welcome to early access, Brayton. Thank you so much. Uh, Katora Cowboy, I'm saving yours for when we get to Final Fantasy because this is going to be part of the Final Fantasy discussion. I have it written down. Don't worry. Uh, and then Dower Dodger with a $10 dono. Dono for Katamari Black Magic. That's going straight into my here it is the money, Google. Please uh, uh, please protect me when you inevitably take over the world. Uh, and Jombly, welcome to Tip Jar. First time user, Jombly. Um, I feel, I'm going to be honest, I feel recharged after a summer game. Fest. I feel great. I feel optimistic. Games look friggin' cool. Games, games across the wazoo, big old games that, according to Matt Moody, are going to start taking eight to ten years, which is too long for games. We got to start talking about that. Games should not yeah, be taking eight to ten years. Maybe wind that down. <laughs> also, five years is too much. What do, I don't want a person, like, if you're an adult and the games industry and your games all take, like, five to seven years, you have very few games left in your career. I don't like that. Make smaller games. We don't need. We don't I was, need I was having fun points. reading through the comments on SSE because it sounds like Yahtzee was very cynical this time around. No, Yahtzee? No, never. More cynical than you usual. His cynicism could not get through my optimism because video games friggin' rule, and uh, I I am excited for them, large, large and small. We got we got Star Wars game. Casey, your company's making a Star Wars game. Uh, yeah, and people seem to be really uh, into it. Like, it looks, seems it like looks awesome. Yeah, they've hit on like a, a good version of a Star Wars game. And I got to say, yeah, like I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the universe uh, plenty. Uh, but the idea of uh, of that sort of um, Splinter Cell conviction uh, slash blacklist style like 
stealthy but actually combat in a big open world makes like a ton of sense yeah and you just slap star wars on top of it like that kind of sounds like a recipe for success yeah if jedi fallen order is anything to go off of because that game is kind of mid and what like Jedi survivor is not mid though jenner survivor well, not, i'm sorry not survivor fallen okay, order fallen order though no yeah you said fallen yeah, order. I, I haven't yeah. i haven't gotten all the way through uh survivor but i'm just saying you slap star wars on a thing and folks go nuts yeah, I'm, I'm. This was the kind of stuff I was expecting when like Star Wars came back and Disney got the license. I was like, we're gonna be getting one of these games every year, and then yeah, it kind of screwed the pooch for a while. <laughs> I was like, oh no, are we not getting any of these games? Well, it seems like we are. Um, I'm just, I'm just really excited to see between. I think even Avatar between Avatar and Star Wars for Ubisoft, like getting back into story centric games, and not just bland open world. Ugla. I don't know what word that Oogles. was, but I'm just gonna call it Ugla. <laughs> That's my new tour. They said this is the first Star Wars open world, which we st- I still test the lie because that Lego game is absolutely open world. Yeah, <laughs> especially if if it's doing the same thing where you fly from planet to planet. Like, yeah, the, the Lego game kind of. Also, Kobo is one hundred percent an open world in in Jedi Survivor. We I don't know what is our term open world. What does There's that even mean? An area yeah, like, in open world. The open zone and open, open world. Zero. That's the same. I've been going multiple like locations. Starfield is so, like, open world. Okay, but and uh, Jedi Survivor is not. No. Kobo is not an open world. No. Okay, Kobo feels like an open world to me. Also, my single name is that the name of that planet? Because I haven't played the game in like a month, yeah, and I delete things. Oh yeah, crush it. Still remember. Are you on just one, one the one thing. planet on Survivor? Or are you like? No, you go to a couple planets. Out. Kobo is like the planet you keep revisiting. It's kind of like your hub. That's where your bar is. That's slowly uh-huh. growing. Um, and so yeah, it's 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 your it's your it's your home base. Um, Fat Koch, welcome Fat Koch with a ten dollar dono. Uh, what y'all don't know about uh, uh, don't, y'all don't know about you, but I'm pumped for the new Bioshock game. Uh, I believe you're talking about Clockwork Revolution, Revolution? Clockwork, Clockwork Revolution. Revolution from in exile, uh, in exile, and Starfield, the game that'll let you role play as the space sandwich pirate um yeah i have i have been i've rewatched that whole uh, starfield gameplay breakdown in 4k and i'm just like you know what yeah all right give me that i'm waiting for that game now (laughs) i just want it yeah and i'm not i'm not a skyrim i've talked about this a bunch and we talked about it on the streams i'm not a skyrim or a a, a fallout person but man there's something about like the the, just that era of space or like that take on space travel where there's that like early NASA optimism uh, mm-hmm. of space travel that like I really like. And obviously you're going to be going and killing things and stealing their sandwiches and stuff. But I really like that kind of like that. That's like the kind of space that like you get in uh, like for all mankind on uh, Apple TV plus, which I really like. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Is that going to be the biggie? Is that that's that's the biggie of the fall, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's not coming to PlayStation, even though it's only coming to, it, to Xbox, it just needs to come to PC and Xbox, and it's still gonna be the biggest game. <laughs> well, it it will limit its reach, mm-hmm. especially since Sony mm-hmm. had its own big one in the fall. Like Spider Man Two yeah. will be a big deal. Like we can't we can't ignore that. So like it'll you'll be hit from two fronts, and like it'll be a oh which one's better argument, whatever. Even though they're two completely different things, but uh, the fact that it's not multi platform is gonna I think quell the idea that there's one winner of the fall. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it'll, that is it'll true. Still be, it'll still be Starfield. Like it's <laughs> the PC sales alone are going to dwarf anything that Spider-Man does on that. Well, that thing. Yeah, that's true because they're not selling Spider-Man on PC. Well, yeah, that's uh, only. Yeah, that's no, only I mean, yeah, it's just if we're looking at the biggest seller, I'm not talking. I don't think we're talking critic, critic reviews, but biggest seller, Starfield's just going to 
that, that game's yeah, gonna, I don't know. That I, game's I don't gonna know gonna which do. of them critically. It's probably gonna be something small that ends up being critically. Like fucking Forza is gonna be the highest reviewed game. It's just gonna <laughs> give us all the carbos. Love their carburetor engines. Is that a thing? The carburetor engines? Maybe. Sure. That's gotta be a thing. Yeah. He's lagging um, again. Casey, you're lagging again. Oh, he's just gone now. No, he's, well, he looks real happy he's gone now. <laughs> you like not on? hear or see me? We you can now. We, well, ish. It's not good. I don't know. I don't know what to do. What are you, you, this you is downloading like, Final Fantasy in the background? No. I've you wouldn't steal a Final Fantasy, way. would you? Yeah. Um, a couple other games while well, going through going through the showcases. Um, obviously, the big things really said. I've gone just gaga over that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer. Like I'm going nuts. Like I was so focused on the two discs thing that I wasn't even looking at the rest of the trailer. And let me tell you, I've got theories. I'm like I'm, I'm tinfoil hatting. I, I think I know where the where the two 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 timelines are going to converge and what's going to happen in this third game. Uh, I'm also insane about these uh, the, the the Persona games and uh, uh, Metaphor Refantasio, which I finally learned how to say, which I'm very proud of. Meta- uh, Metaphor. You look better. You haven't say, said anything, but you look better. I, I look better. As in, you don't look. You didn't look choppy. You looked better. Uh, all right. Did you sound did better. You, did you did you, great. You fixed it. Did you say the title of that game was Metaphory now? No, I believe it is Metaphor Refantasio. I believe the game can probably just be called Metaphor in the same way Persona is just called Persona. And oh, when you think about it, those, name, spin-off those names feel like I, I was trying to say this in slightly something else, but the word metaphor and the word persona feel the same on my tongue. Like they feel like they're conjuring similar um, weird ephemeral ideas. You're just metaphor. trying to sound smart. Persona? Stop no, it. no, no, no. <laughs> you can't. No, I, you can't. I, I you can't. You can't sound smart and play anime games at the same time. No, I think I get what you're. <laughs> Neuron Tabata says, "What up?" <laughs> That's true. But I played it once. And that that, yeah, like those words, they don't mean the same thing, but they do have no. a similar vibe. Yeah, they have. A, they, have a, they, they, they see. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, it's still, it's still a better then, title than Infinite Money. Uh, it's really bad. <laughs> oh no, it's infinite wealth. Infinite wealth. That's even worse. Infinite wealth. Not even. Not any better. Not definitely not any better. Um, and then some of the small games that they showed off. I've, we were talking about Baby Steps. How much we liked that. But and and Jusant, the the climbing game. Oh which Nick, God, you you, you got to play a demo of. Is I that right? Yeah, it's on Steam. There's a demo of it on Steam. I love it. It doesn't I'm work on my Steam Deck. When so I tried to load it up on the Steam Deck, it just wasn't loading. Your computer can run. Maybe you're not. I don't know. That, yeah, I'm. Like, I'm, I'm I, that is going to be uh, this year's journey. Same vibe, same like music is great. The climbing is feels so like fresh and new. It's gonna be good. That game's gonna be real good. I haven't seen anybody that's tried not or I haven't seen anybody that's tried that demo and not say it's a winner. It's me because it won't load up on my Steam. <laughs> well, it just won't even load. Once you it's try the demo, just, you'll say it's a winner. I clicked the button. Um, also, think about this: the word jusant and the word journey feel the same on your tongue as well. Yeah. I've become a big tongue feel guy when I talk about art. Now. <laughs> I think Jusant and Journey feel just feel put similar. that in your your byline. I'm glad I'm yeah, on vacation. I, I think that's fine. Marcy, yeah. tongue feel guy. Oh, tongue a big feel. tongue feel guy. Uh, and then that uh, Dungeons of Hinterburg, uh, I thought looked really cool, which mm-hmm. uh, was one of the indie games I think shown off at the Xbox showcase. But um, yes. yeah, that's the one that takes place like in this. It's like a national park where all these dungeons have popped up, and the dungeons almost sound like shrines in 
Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, and there's like a bunch of them, and some of them are more puzzle focused, and some of them are more um, battle focused, and like there's different kind of biomes in the park that that like pertain to the seasons, and you get different abilities in them, and it just sounds great. It just sounds really nice. Also, a great tongue feel. I am uh, personally actually very excited for that Cyberpunk expansion because of all the changes that are doing in the main game that sound really good sound like things I was waiting for and it sounds like it's finally going to be the game that it was meant to be and uh, yeah. I've just completely stopped my playthrough that I was doing right now and I'm like you know what I'll just wait again <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's another <laughs> three months yeah I am <laughs> curious three about, and a half years uh, apparently they've they've made changes to like how the combat feels as well mm-hmm. I, I didn't think the gunplay was like great like it was serviceable mm-hmm. but like if, if they've done something to like help that flow a little better that could be a lot of fun because that world is great so like if you give me like powers and gunplay that feel really good and like newer abilities and stuff then i can really get drawn into it mm-hmm. yeah looks uh looks rad and then even all those microsoft games that are way far away look cool i mean granted we don't know a lot about them but fable avowed Clockwork Revolution, uh, which is still funny that the interviews in Exile were like, no, we never we never even thought about Shark Infinite. I'm like, no one on your team was like, you know what this reminds me of? <laughs> yeah. uh, still, I'm sure it's going to be way different because it's going to be like it's a full a, RPG. Yeah, they even said it's going to be like crunchy with numbers and all that kind of stuff. Dialogue so. and choices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Only, the only game I, I came away not feeling as excited about was Avowed. Um, and that mm-hmm. was more just because they talked about it being limited. Like I thought, we all thought that was going to be Obsidian Skyrim, but it's they're saying now it's more in the scope of the Outer Worlds. Um, I was they said Outer Worlds and Knights of the Old Republic too, and I was like, that's a, I know you worked on that game, but I'm like that's a weird one to bring up. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't huge on the Outer Worlds, so I mean, Avowed Avow is much more my area of the you know fantasy and all that, and Pillars of Eternity yeah. World is really cool. So I'm I'm like of two minds of it of like. Man, I really wanted Obsidian's take on Skyrim, but also like if it's a more focused story and not super RPG. Uh, I mean, it's still gonna be an RPG, but more, a more focused, well-written story than just a open-world RPG thing. I'm down for that mm-hmm. too. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess just because Skyrim's so far off, I was like, man, Obsidian taking over and actually becoming the next Bethesda with better RPG writing and everything was like exciting prospect. But yeah. But also, like, no, I think I just have to wait ten years for the next uh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Well, I am glad, like, in the interviews, they did like realize before they got too far into it. Like, we are not good at those huge world systems that you expect from Bethesda. Like, we are our bread and butter is the writing, these detailed, dense worlds, mm-hmm. and like we're gonna stick to that. I think that was like really smart. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they're not gonna stretch themselves to then then on that. Yep. Same. Uh, yeah, I'm also, glad we got to see Avowed, but like, yeah, I don't think it, it really moved the needle for me. Like, it's probably not something I'm going to jump into and play. Yeah, and it uh, really got it. It wasn't. Uh, it didn't do it its any favors that like it followed Fable, which like was really exciting because people like Fable and had the Richard Iowate, you know, funny reveal, and like the game looked really good. And then Starfield is at the end, which just was like incredible, and they give a bunch of time too. So it feels like it was just kind of like an odd one left out. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think, you know, I, I'm just glad they set the expectations straight before letting people believe it was going to be Skyrim from Obsidian. Yeah, so. I think that's a good point, too. And a, a true Mando with a great point. We keep saying that we want smaller games. So yeah. Maybe. yeah. Um, have you guys heard about this game, Crime O'Clock? Yes. <laughs> Which, yes. Great I have heard of played it. it at, played it at GDC. Why were, 
how why have we not been talking about crime clock it's it's really good <laughs> it looks so good it's like where's waldo but with time yeah. travel with little puzzles it's, it's um well it's yeah it's more than just where's waldo i mean it's a very very detail oriented game like you really yeah it's it's hard to find this stuff and also like it's if you like investigation games it's not just like linear investigation it's 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 kind of hard to explain, but it's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to like in a pejorative way. I just meant it looked to me like where's Waldo in terms of like, yeah. Well, that's it's, that's exactly what I thought when we tried it at yeah. GDC, and then when I actually started playing it, it's like no, it's like really, really wants you to. You have to look at all these little details and like the maps that they create with yeah. all these drawings are so insanely detailed. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a total world of Richard Scary. I, yeah, I was one of those, like, when I was a kid and I had to, like, whatever, went to the library and there was those big old hardbound books. I loved, like, either the I Spies or Where's Waldo or any of those things where there was just, like, you open it up and there was just a bunch of shit happening on every page. Mm. I just I just like books with a bunch of shit. Just give me a bunch of pictures of my books. Yeah. No, it, get, it, get oh, your words they, oh, there is a demo for that? Yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to make Frost start that on wish list because I think a that lot, like a a lot of people from our channel will like that. I think Yahtzee is going to love that game, personally. Um. Do you think it'll work on my Steam Deck? Yes. Well, I have to like. Or actually, I don't know. Yeah, my eyes. To, yeah, you are gonna have to like. <laughs> yeah, that It is on Switch too, so like that. That is gonna be. Oh well. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna play it in Labo so that it's all very close to my face. Yeah, there, there's probably like a, a zoom feature on controller. Sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it looks neat. Uh. And uh, I'm here with a 499 dono. Thank you so much. I feel like everyone needs Marty's unfettered optimism about video games in their life. That's really nice of you. Counterpoint, it has bit me in the ass on countless occasions. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like there's a happy medium somewhere that I'm not quite able to find. Um, but I but I appreciate that. I, I feel I feel like from this week, I felt Nintendo's absence, which <laughs> I know sounds like a really Marty thing to say. But E3, Nintendo always used to show shit like this. Yeah. They used to have a big conference. We There was like goofs about how six years ago yesterday was the day they announced uh, Metroid Prime 4. Which, womp womp. You know, you know what I felt this week? I felt like an extreme lack of excitement for anything Sony. Yeah, they're also I'm, like... I'm really feeling weird about the PS5. Yeah. Like, I know they have stuff in development, but it's just like... we uh, Spider-Man and then live service stuff. And I'm like, man, I... Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I guess you're going to still have the third-party things. Like, we're going to talk about Final Fantasy. Yeah, we're gonna be playing their console PS5. can kind of just coast. Yeah. I don't want it to coast. I want to see it, like Fable got me excited for the next generation of games again. Cause like so, yeah. so far, like nothing has really felt super like damn next gen that thing. And like also the developers on Twitter being like, yeah, that is the game. And they're like adamant. This is the game you will. <laughs> and I mean, playground makes, yeah. Playground like, makes games are some of the most beautiful games. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, man, like that's incredible. Like that's the first yeah. time I've been like, holy fuck. <laughs> Um, Starfield, yes. Starfield Two. Just watching that forty-five minute demo with the amount of depth in that game is just like wow. But Nick, it was only thirty frames per second. <laughs> I guess we could, yeah. Do we? Well, first before that, I do want to uh, address because uh, Jason said uh, counterpoint to Marty. They just released Tears of the Kingdom, so they don't need to do shit for the next year. Oh, I'm well aware. Tears of the Kingdom is probably is pretty easily going to be my game of the year. Um, it was just weird that it was just weird for them not to be there. It's just weird. And after Pikmin next month, they literally don't have any games. Like, there's just no games. So I will. Uh, they're just done. Fate, fate brought up the Splatoon copy. Apparently, everybody that played it loved it at the show. That's the weirdest twist of the show. <laughs> yeah. Is Foam Stars is apparently really well, good. That's the thing. Well, Splatoon is actually really fun. <laughs> yeah. 
But like if you copy something that's really fun and do it well, like probably gonna be really fun. Like that actually yeah. makes sense to me. Um yeah, it's the really trailer fun. just didn't do it any favors. <laughs> yeah. And I guess we'll talk about it when we talk about Final Fantasy later, but uh there's like a there's a power to hands-on demos. Like no amount of trailers or hype can uh can can overcome like what it is for a good to actually just go hands-on with a good game. Like that is how you end up falling for things. And uh yeah, apparently foam stars. Well, let's talk about what? Final Fantasy while we're here then. <laughs> Cuz Okay, we, we can talk about it here. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, no, I, uh, so our title is, is very optimistic about it. Um, I enjoyed the demo quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't as sold on the combat as I was hoping to be. And I think it's only because in those first two hours, it's very much just basic stuff. And I, you can tell from the trailers, it gets very advanced later on with a lot more uh-huh. abilities and stuff like that. It's just not a good first two hours of, of combat to me. Did you try that uh, chapter that's unlocked after the first section? Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that exists. So when you beat the demo, uh, it, uh, a thing called like icon something opens up at the bottom of the menu and you click that and then you can play a slice from later on in the game. Oh, and you have these three different icon stances and you toggle between them with L2 and you have these crazy abilities and like the combat is insane in that. I was in the very same boat, Nick. I was not oh, I completely that. sold combat <laughs> in the main demo, and then I played that, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna get this is gonna get deep." Okay, okay. Um, so I, I, I do want to push back a little bit on the icon. I think it's called icon challenge stuff. Yes, <laughs> because while it is more advanced than the basic, uh, like the, that first section that they give you, where you're literally kind of just pressing uh, uh, square the whole time, mm-hmm. this one still feels it's, it's like one step up rather than like oh this is like levels of things built on top of each other like the, the thing that comes to mind is like how uh hi-fi rush and its combat system feels so layered because you're kind of doing these very separate things and then figuring out ways to make them work together in your combos mm-hmm. final fantasy uh 16 kind of feels like i'm doing the same thing just with a different color and then like the the power like the skill set comes from knowing or I guess choosing which of those colors you want to use at any given moment. And there can be strategy in that, but based on kind of what they showed in that slice, it kind of didn't matter. You didn't have to use like one power over another. You could kind of just do whatever the whole time. So I'm hoping that gets a little more complicated from what they showed us, but like, I, I still feel like this is kind of a, like baby mode DMC. If yeah, without trying to sound like uh, final fantasy is a lot more mainstream than DMC though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I get like, that. D- DMC is literally about the combos. Final Fantasy is hack and yeah. slash. So yeah, like, I get that. It's definitely aimed towards like a much, like, especially since they pretty much threw out all the RPG stuff in it to kind of and put the big ass number on this game. Like this game does not at all feel like a traditional Final Fantasy game. Like so, like way, like way further removed than 15. I feel like. Which, oh yeah. Meaning in this direction. This is like, why'd you even call this Final Fantasy 16 almost? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sam Adams mentions it. Like, the combat does feel like a better version of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I think the combat in Kingdom Hearts always feels bad, and I like Kingdom Hearts. Um, and I, I will say the second... I played the demo a second time last night, and in that that second part where you get those three different um, icon stances or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I was trying to, like, 
used instead of just you know using every ability i have as soon as the cooldown ended i was trying to be like oh i'll use titan when i have the time to charge up an attack or if i need to block something and then i'll use garuda if i need sort of aoe and 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 if there's an enemy in the air like one of the bosses is like these two harpies or whatever running at you yeah and then uh, I'll use the the Phoenix one as just sort of my basic. And I am curious if that demo, because I know that was a demo that was shown to press a few months ago. Like, uh, previously came out a few months ago was that exact slice of the game. Because everyone was like, the game's really dark. <laughs> this castle's like literally dark. Um, like, it is night and it is not very bright. Um, and so I'm wondering if the difficulty was tuned a little bit to be like, Ooh, we don't want to kick people's asses. So um, Maybe. I did notice... Um that section of the game was doing a thing where whenever you had to dodge, it would slow down time and then give yeah. you a wheel. And that that wasn't in the main one, or at least it so wasn't when I picked the action. So that's because all that stuff comes from accessories that you equip. So you have oh. um, you have like a, 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 you know, you can equip your weapon, equip armor and equip like a brace. Um, but then there are these three accessory slots and in story mode it has three things equipped and one is like the ring of like of time and it's yeah and then there's one of like ring of combos and one is like ring of your dog will automatically attack for you which is a weird i I didn't even check my inventory in the second thing yeah so i guess it was equipped if it was pulling that bar up (laughs) yeah because i was worried about that like what like is this just a new ability he gets because it it was kind of cool like Mm -hmm. but it was kind of lengthy like you get a lot of time to dodge in those instances. Yeah. yeah, so I have a feeling uh, if you're just playing on normal mode and don't have those things equipped, you it's probably going to feel a little less button mashy. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, com- combat aside, uh, I-, I think the opening, like, fifth- and just to explain to people, so the demo is out now on PS5. It is the first two-ish hours of the game. You literally start where the game starts. Um, you get to the end of it. You can save your progress. And if you buy the game, you will literally just start right there where you were with the demo, which is a very cool thing. Um, I think the opening 15 to 20 minutes or so, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, this is gobbledygook. This is confusing. And you are not letting me do anything. Um, yeah. And it yeah. wasn't until it goes back to the past and, like, I really like you got put in the shoes of of Clive and you got to meet Joshua and everything to where I was like, oh, I'm actually really hooked by this story and these characters. And like, yeah, I feel exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. The characters kind of like they're kind of basic and broad stroke at the beginning. But I think it works like you you want to be Clive because he's a good older brother who wants to protect his younger brother who's like a sweet kid who yeah, like a coughs a bunch and does it by the kid from Plague Tale <laughs> he is yeah that's how I was playing I'm like oh my god he sounds exactly like him uh but uh it does a good job and by by the end of it there's like like really powerful story beats and yes it's Game of Thrones that's fine but Game of Thrones is also cool I, I, uh, I think there's yeah, I think it's fair. I think uh the girl that that's not his sister. That's not Clive's sister, right? So it no. is their ward, their, their ward. family's ward. So it's like how Theon Greyjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. was a brother to the yeah. So yeah, they grew up with her, but they trade children for regal purposes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah rich think, people are weird. weird. She was voiced by Amicia from <laughs> Plague Tale too. No, really? Yeah, really? Think, yeah. <laughs> it sure as hell sounded like yeah. The, or the older version of her? No, that yeah, the sister. Yeah. 
The little kid? No. The little kid is voiced by the little kid from Plague Tale. No, but the girl's also little. No, they're, yeah, they're both Yeah, but her voice, I think her voice is the same voice actress. Okay. As yeah, because I know Tale. she plays, she's like a main character in the older timeline. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling her and Clive are going to get together. I'm like, oh, this is, this is, <laughs> you're getting really into Game of Thrones now. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're going, you're going all in. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought the writing was good. I thought the, the, the performances were good. Um, and I, I, at the end of the two hours, I was like, I give a shit about this. Let's go. And, and what's the name of the sort of Amazon Prime-esque who's this character? Active thing? time lore. Yeah. That is actually brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's legitimately really good because, like, even though I was following the story and I was into it, like, someone would show up on screen for, like, a little bit. And I'd be like, well, what's their deal? You could just pause the thing in the middle of a cutscene, and it'll just give you a bubble of whoever's around or the location it's in. And you just mm-hmm. get, like... Not like a super long, exhaustive thing, but just yeah. a little blurb that just fills you in on some key context. And like, it's super helpful. It was like, great because, like, really characters, in. characters will start talking about a mother crystal, and you can be like, whoa, 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 what the fuck is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on with this? And the game will tell you. I'm like, okay, I gotcha. A mother crystal. Um, oh, yeah. And going back to uh, at the top of the show, Couture Cowboy with the 70s EAR. Thank you so much. I played the Final Fantasy 16 demo and came away with mixed feelings personally. Found the characters bland, but enjoyed the combat, hoping the writing gets better and that there aren't too many set pieces. Um, there are a lot of set pieces. I mean, there are a lot of set pieces. Final Fantasy. It was, <laughs> it was so weird to play this after Asura's Wrath because I couldn't stop <laughs> thinking about Asura's Wrath. Like, how do you think it's because honestly, it's been a long time since I played Asura's Wrath. Asura's Wrath is probably the best. Um, a button context game in existence. Mm-hmm. This definitely reminded me of it, but I couldn't tell, like, was this at the level of a Sewer's Wrath or was this kind of like a step below? Cause like, it was kind of, I had fun with some of it. Yeah, it was definitely, you were doing more regular combat in this and the regular combat is deeper than a Sewer's Wrath, but I couldn't help like when uh, there's a, there's a boss battle in a courtyard and you fight these random dudes and then you look up and there's this lone dragoon uh, on like the, the uh, steeple and he's standing on one leg and he's like, he looks like the came from Final Fantasy four and then he jumps down and then you have to dodge in time, like hit the dodge button and then you do this cool sweep and I'm like, Oh my God, this is exactly like a Sora's wrath, like making these, like including these cinematic moments inside of battles that, um, like not only uh like not only are they cool looking but it feels like there's like characterization in them um like casey you played this the icon challenges or whatever right yeah yeah. so there's like there's a context sensitive in the last battle of that to where like you're about to get your ass kicked and then your fucking dog comes and your dog comes and like the dog who i think has a theme song which is great comes and you and the dog are just beating up this woman (laughs) no no, that yeah that was cool it was cool yeah I t- but on the on the flip side, like that could have just worked as a cutscene. Yep, it could have. Yeah, because <laughs> the music still, is great. Like that, yeah, I great. really took notice of it in that fight in particular. Like I think that's like the the Final Fantasy sixteen theme in general. But yeah, it's a yeah. good ass song, and like they they use it really well. Um. Yeah. So Nick, you're like, like you're you're not the world's biggest Final Fantasy fan, but this is this is something you're gonna jump into in two weeks. Oh uh, yeah. I mean it's. It's got the whole medieval fantasy vibes, and I'm, yeah. I'm obvious that's my thing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I like Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm very excited to play Integrate as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I've tried 15 like a couple times. I just can't. I think I just don't jive with the characters. <laughs> the boy, yeah. the boy band stuff isn't isn't my taste. So just uh, pushing a car. Yeah, pushing that, a car. That, 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 you know, 
every time I've tried to play that game, like the opening is just so boring. It's so yeah, like as soon I, as I got at the opening. Too. Yeah, as soon as I got into this one, I was like, all right, I'm hooked. Like, cool, start cool, with the cool standby me cover. Yeah, right? it does. And you're yeah. pushing the car down the road, and then you have to go do side quests right away, and it's like, Ugh. yeah. Speaking of side quests, I'm curious. I know there are larger. Speaking of zones, I know there are larger zones in Final Fantasy uh, 16, but holy Moses, that thing was linear. <laughs> yes, there it goes. Kind of even a, in the I'm swamp, kind of I was like, "Ooh, this is very." Yeah, this, this is, is like, I was describing it as a museum. Like, looked but don't touch. Yeah, very tutorial esque mission though. Yeah, but that, that, that game nice. that game was gorgeous, and yeah, that runs very smooth at 30 frames on the quality mode. Like, I, would, I didn't even really notice it was 30 frames. So, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Maybe it's because I think the LGC one has really good, v, you know, tech that smooths out 30 frames and doesn't feel as choppy as it like you might think. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that game. Like, it had a really, really solid opening. Little, little long-winded on the cutscenes, but if you've played any other Final Fantasy, you're used to that. So, yeah, and like, oh, because we just played Metal Gear, we could take. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that is different because, like, uh, I, yeah, and I haven't played The Witcher. Does that have a lot of cutscenes? Uh, yeah, not as many. Um. No, I mean it has it has a good amount. I just don't think they're that they're not like movie like cutscenes. Sure, you know, you're, you're, there's there's yeah, there's think, still plenty of long ones, but not not like half hour long Metal Gear Solid or Final Fantasy. Yeah, stuff. like from from what I've seen in the demo, I think they they kind of get away with a lot of that because of the like, in honesty, the fidelity of their cutscenes and their gameplay. Like they are dead on. Like I. I'm not a hundred percent sure everything was in engine, uh-huh. but like as it's jumping back and forth between like, like there are certain issues with like that, that witch lady that you fight in the second half. Yeah. Right. Like the cloth physics on her robe when like they're close up on her and she's like coming out of the sky or whatever. I'm like, is that FMV? Like, yeah. FMV? Right? But then yeah. the fact that it's instantaneously like cutting back to like gameplay or your character in like one fell swoop made me feel like, all right, well, I don't know when gameplay actually begins or ends like so like it, it it keeps you in the world the fact that it's not like kind of jump cutting in any way like now yeah. i was actually very impressed by that yeah i thought it was uh yeah it's it's just it's really pretty and um i i uh i'm bummed that P- there's a lot of people i know who are like i really want to play this game but it's not coming to pc and i don't i don't have a ps5 i'm kind of bummed that it's not mm-hmm. happening but i guess i mean Oh, it's just fucking. I guess the the that's the world of exclusives. Um, I think they said they have a six month window on PlayStation, but that the PC port would probably not be ready after those six months. So, um, yeah, we'll see. And I have no idea. This is just straight up not coming to Xbox, right? I don't know the vibes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like Final Fantasy VII remake still hasn't. Yeah, I guess I, Xbox is just friends with Square now. I mean, Xbox or, uh, is with, not uh, friends with Square. I got an Atlas. <laughs> I mean, they got all those all those games are coming to game like that is weird i mean like square can do whatever they want sure but like has no one asked this question (laughs) like has no one gone and be like hey what the hell is up with this like what is your reason for this like it's a market right like people would maybe buy your game do they not think it would sell on the xbox is it cost prohibitive to develop for the xbox like what is going on I don't know if they're just so Japanese centric that, but they're clearly not so Japanese centric because, like, yeah, it's like oh, it is just all, the game of this fucking Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> well, because Bab- Babylon's Fall was a PlayStation exclusive too, right? To be honest, I 
don't. I've deleted everything about <laughs> that, that game from my memory. I don't remember. That was the platinum. The platinum. Yeah, the joint. platinum. Like, yeah, yeah. Like a live service game that that no longer lives, which is very funny. Died anyway. within like uh, a month. Is <laughs> dead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This also. Uh, the the other thing that stood out about me is like damn this uh, uh this is like the power of demos like this reminds me of like being able to play the opening of Bioshock when that opening demo on the 360 and being like oh man I am sold on this game like you're confident in your game release a demo let people play it especially if I could just save my progress and then I don't have to replay it. that's great yeah that um, that's definitely a bonus yeah. like that's making me consider like all right when this comes around maybe I will buy it since I already put in this amount of time. And, and it, it just fe- it feels like there wasn't like a week ago. It just doesn't feel like there was a bunch of discussion around Final Fantasy. And now it feels like a lot of people online are like, holy shit, this is great. It feels like most of the people who played the demo are like, this is pretty good. Might might pick it up. Um, Nick, you mentioned the, the frame rate thing. Do you have any like you're the you're a you're a tech wizard. You're a you're a real best buy geek squad. <laughs> uh, does this 30 frames per second uh, uh, in uh in Starfield, does this bug you at all? Because people, a lot of people are also saying, like, uh, in in 2020, you promised us the most powerful console of all time, and I paid $500 for it, and what's the deal now? Um, and you, I think I saw on Twitter, you were like, the second you buy tech, uh, technology is obsolete, and it's three years since then, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, I, for, for me, as a big FPS guy, like, I want to play Starfield on my TV, but... You know, I'll probably play it on the computer just because it's going to be smoother for FPS controls. But I mean, if you've, I used to be really good at FPSs and consoles. So, um, you know, if I wasn't used to PC now, I'd probably play it on console and have no problem. I've actually found myself playing more and more of the games at 30 frames. Like I played close to protocol at 30 frames because it just looks so much better and it was fine. I played Jedi mm-hmm. Survivor at 30 frames because it was a lot smoother and it looked fine. Um, and then this, yeah, Final Fantasy ran pretty damn smooth at 30 frames on consoles so i think i think it's just something like people will get used to again as they get back into 30 frames and and these more cinematic things but like for action yeah for these third person adventure action games like 30 frames i feel like is mostly okay it's really just when it comes to first person that you notice it a hell of a lot more but I don't know. And do you notice it more when it's like competitive or what? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I can't yeah. I can't play Siege at thirty frames. Like that I would go nuts. You couldn't play Call of Duty at thirty frames. So I you know, I it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I I know like everybody's bringing like, oh, you know, they, Phil and PS5 said their consoles gonna be the most powerful things ever. And it's like, yeah, at the time they were. <laughs> but we are now two graphics card generations past that just since those consoles yeah. launched and it seems like we we're getting new generations of graphics cards faster than I've ever seen so uh yeah I don't I don't really know and it's like I think most people just need to not buy into that marketing speak we should have known that sure. at the start but also like I do remember at the start too that like most of the time they said their games were not going to run at 4K 60 frames it was going to be 4K 30 and 14 or 2K and 60 frames like 1440 yeah. at 60 frames like I think it's unrealistic to expect these consoles to run at 4K 60 because Cyberpunk doesn't even do that. And look how good Cyberpunk looks, you know. I think people are mad because there's no option. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's they said that's it's a the yeah they said it's a design choice. So I don't know. Like you know, the developers that I've seen talking about it, like Starfield is super CPU heavy because every object in the world is instanced, and you can you can leave an object on a planet across the galaxy and it's still going to be there when you go back. Which is you can nuts. just hoard all the sandwiches. Yeah, you can you can literally just grab all the sandwiches. So um, 
yeah, I mean, I was getting, you know, I had one guy attacking me from the community that was like, you know, you can't say this stuff is out of date. And I'm like, dude, when I bought my, I bought my 2080 Ti, it was out of date within six months, technically, where like now they're telling me I need the 3080 to get, you know, the top of the line ray tracing and stuff like that. Like I can't run my 2080 Ti. I can't run like most games with ray tracing at even 4K is 30 FPS and get a smooth frame rate. So to expect consoles to do it with tech that was released in 2020, that's not even when they mm-hmm. were started developing the consoles. <laughs> the consoles are out of date by the time they finish. Oh yeah, them. yeah, absolutely. Like those <laughs> things were being manufactured, you know, months if not a year beforehand. Yeah. So I, you know, I that that's all I was saying with that tweet is like, if you want to be at the top of the line of the tech all the time, you have to be have a modular system to do that. And you have a lot of money. Th- this might be a non thing. But like we we just had industry folks uh, basically tell us like, hey, all these big giant AAA games are gonna take uh, four, five, six years to complete. You start a game with that kind of scope. If from today, six years ago, wasn't nobody looking at no sixty frames per second, four uh, K uh, setups, right? Yeah, you're gonna have to wait another six years before everything is literally four K sixty. But at that yeah. point, everybody got AK TVs and they wanted to be one hundred twenty frames per second. You're never gonna catch up. Everyone's gonna be unhappy. Is what I'm getting at. It, well, con- consoles, yeah, consoles will always be behind the software that's being developed. Like it's just that's how it's always been. Yeah, like they're they're con- they're constrained. They're building their game with the constraints of a box. Like your console is a box that holds all well, all of your favorite developers back. Yeah, I think. I, well, I and think I think that's where the uh, that they can do it. Yeah, I I I'm curious, like what a next generation console is going to look like beyond what we have now, because if they don't go modular, <laughs> like just watching how fast you know Nvidia is coming out with new graphics cards, I'm like people are gonna people are gonna want that new tech right away. Like Nvidia is eating their own lunch with that sort of thing, though. Like it's the same thing that happened with like phones, right? Like if you come out every single year with the thing that replaces the last thing, people are gonna be like, all right, well, I don't need the next thing. This is fine. Yeah, yeah. all consoles should just have expansion packs, just like the N sixty four. Let me put it in an expansion pack. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a whole weird thing. Like, yeah, I mean, would I like to see Starfield at four K sixty? Yeah, I don't think that's reasonable. Like. I do wonder like why they can't have scalable options for Starfield on console. Maybe it's just something that's not ready to release and they'll announce it later, you know, where you do get a 2K 60 frame option or something like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, for right now, it's only running at 4K 30 on both consoles, I think, right? Xbox uh, the is, S and the No, the, no, the, the S, S is 14K. Yeah, the S is the S is for 1440. Yeah. Yeah. So to be honest, I don't know what any of those numbers are. Just four, 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 4K, 4, 4K and 2K. <laughs> I like when we, when we when we stream. I play all my games at two K sixty. I don't play any games at four K on my computer. Yeah, that's too much. That's too many Ks. No one's even streaming at four K. You know, like, is there a point of streaming? Because like all these conferences and stuff, none of them are streaming in four K, right? No, they upload yeah, all the trailers like later in four K. Yeah, much data for anyone's like. There's no benefit to that. Yeah, <laughs> all, the, all the trailers are uploaded at four K. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what. Yeah, like, like resolution doesn't bother me as much anymore because like. A lot of games, even on PS5 now, run at 2K, like 60 frames when you go for performance mode. And I'll tell you, like, uh, the uh, HDR and like the smoothing that LG's, the LG C1 and TVs like that can bring make the game pop either way. So I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I hardly notice it. Yeah, I don't know. I've been. I, there's there is no game that I've liked and then been like, but man, what if it was this many Ks? And I'm like, a good game's a good game. 
yeah, bad games, bad games. Like I like I've I've started to like I can see the difference sometimes when something's running like a smooth sixty and then something's like running half of that. But maybe only after I've seen it one way versus the other. Like I don't look at a thing at thirty and be like, oh, I wish this was smoother. Like I I don't know. I'm just not built that way. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, we're we're doing the whole thing that happens every generation where everybody starts focusing on the resolution and the numbers and I'm like when you when a game is running at a very smooth 30 frames, you don't notice it. Yeah. The average person, right? everybody in chat, I know you're going to notice it because I would notice no, it. No, I think the av- <laughs> I think by and large the people who are uh, up in arms about this are they are the vocal minority yeah. because I think we look at these consoles and looks at the millions and millions of people who buy them and most of them I always refer to my non-sweaty regular normo friends and they're just like, "Damn, look how good Madden looks." And I'm like, "Why are you playing Madden? <laughs> I'll give you some better games." Look, look at the metaphor. How does how, I, metaphor and Madden? How do they feel on your tongue? Yeah, like, like I said, the only the only games like I know I want for sure in sixty FPS are first person shooters, which is why I'm getting Starfield on computer and not console at this point. Because you consider that a first person shooter? I know a lot of things you do is first person shooting, <laughs> but like I put it in a different like I don't think about it's, Starfield the same way I think of of a shooter. We yeah, I, I will. We will see because I Fallout Four I cannot play on a controller because the shooting controls just suck. It just feels awful to play on a controller. Um, yeah, that's why they have the VAT system in there. <laughs> they don't have any such thing in in Starfield, so uh, we we will see. But that that's that's their fault. They just made a bad. Oh, I know. It, but it, yeah. it, but when you have a mouse and keyboard, like any first person shooter plays fine for the most part. Yeah, because you're cheating. But yeah, because you're cheating. Bad, bad. Yeah, because you're just playing a little Where's Waldo. Or where's Wally if you're in the UK? Like all those sickos. I've, I've also they change his name to Wally. I'm I'm super I'm super where's picky Wally? though because I can't I can't play first person shooters on my PS5. I like I have to have the offset thumbsticks. <laughs> so that is insane. What? I don't okay. even think about where my thumbs are. No, I hate I hate those uh, parallel sticks. I, I, I really do. Off for all my games like where <laughs> my hands behind them. <laughs> Uh, there's like weird ways people used to play Ar- uh, Armored Core. Speaking of Armored Core, we were talking about ar- not speaking of Armored Core. We were talking about Armored Core before we went live. But uh, I remember there were ways people would play that game reverse. So yeah, I've like, seen that. Yes. back of your controller would be facing you. These fingers would be on the because you all four of the triggers uh, matter. All four of the L and R buttons yeah, uh, each like applied to a different uh, like, like, uh, one of your weapons. Like and then you use these these weird little guys for the for the analog sticks. Just real sicko, that, real sicko stuff. Um, I don't. That's weird. Don't, Stop doing this, guys. I don't, I don't like that. You, you're gonna do it once, and you're never gonna be able to go back. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be like heroin. Um, yeah. Did you guys really quick? Uh, Casey and I, I know, watched a bunch of the uh, a bunch of Armored Core uh, footage was released today. There was an embargo drop. Uh, Still weird that it wasn't a part of any of the conferences, but a lot of people got to see a hands-off presentation of it um, in L.A. And uh, Vati Vidya, who uh, is known for his incredible Soulsborne content, uh, did a really great uh, breakdown of the of the demo he got uh, with a bunch of B-roll and like really breaking it down to the minutia. And uh, Casey, you said you were you were really stoked for this one, right? Uh, yeah, like I said it before that um, I was kind of low key hype for this, even though like. There's no real reason for it. like it's kind of untested for me and the last one I did not like at all. Yeah. Uh, but like just from that little trailer they showed before and now from Vati Vidya's big breakdown, like this looks like exactly the sort of mech game that I've been wanting to play for a really, really long time. Like it's it does have like that that level of depth that I think Armored Core fans are used to. But like 
it has some quality of life features that make a more plebeian mech liker or mech enjoyer mm -hmm. uh like easier like ease that into that transition of getting into the super deep stuff later on uh, like it just it just looks anime as hell is like is the best way to describe it right like <laughs> yeah, where, yeah whereas before um those older armor core games were very sim like where it's like mm -hmm. okay you, you have all your hud all this all these targeting things on the screen whatever you, like you feel like you move slow you got boosters whatever but like you're, you're very stationary and just the feel because you're a hulking machine this one does not uh seem to uh shy away from like just making you look like this crazy boosting rocket thing all mm -hmm. over the screen like, you can fly like across like a big ass uh intricate map uh, so it's not like a big corridor like i think some of those older games were as well yeah so uh, i'm I'm actually very very excited for it now yeah and it gets real sweaty into the customization of the back and like the mm -hmm. stats and everything the the nitty-gritty there and um yeah it looks really cool i'm i'm really curious though because this um again we were talking about this before we went live but this feels like the biggest shift in direction of if people only know from software from demon souls and beyond and only in those specific games and not like we were talking about from soft released armored core 5 in 2012 a couple months after dark souls but i don't think at that time everyone was like dark souls took a little bit for everyone to really get on board right. and so at that time people weren't like what's the next from soft game um and and uh, armored core 5 wasn't really beloved by anyone but uh, the series has its hardcore fans and it is interesting it's gonna be interesting to see um it's not like they rebooted this franchise they didn't just call it armored core they call it armored core 6 like they're not shying away from the fact that this is a 25 year old franchise um i haven't seen the so game interesting. or anything but it feels like a soft reboot while also continuing yeah and i don't think there's been like Ooh, I'm probably gonna get butchered for this. I don't know if there's like this, uh, this, this massive lore that every game builds upon. Guarantee there is. I'm sorry. Sounds like there are definite references to stuff from earlier yeah. games, but like it seemed like this situation is is far removed from anything that came before. So like it may not be like a reboot, reboot, but like I think the previous world still exists. Like all that history yeah. still at or existed at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you you mentioned it, but um, if you want sort of a primer on uh, the Armored Core series, check out Avati, whose video I, I linked to earlier, um, and I know a lot of you know know his channel. Um, he he posted a video a few weeks ago, I think, where he spent the last year going through I think like all fifteen Armored Core games because I don't think he'd ever played them and refreshing himself on it and he had this whole video breaking down like what the series is and how the evolution happened and where you can see the DNA of the other. Uh, uh from soft games and everything so um yeah highly highly recommend checking that out hmm. um also oh sorry going back we missed uh true mando when we were talking about uh resolution said uh with dollar 99 don't know thank you so much mando uh controversial but doesn't matter if the game sucks agreed although what is is there a game that's so pretty that it doesn't matter that's bad is it the order yeah and rise <laughs> is it rise no but i think, I the think order people and rise. did care those games were bad <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Cyberpunk at launch too. <laughs> was it that pretty though? Wasn't it good at all? Oh all yeah, on, well on PC it was. Oh, okay. No, but people I still cared it was bad. Like, let's not pretend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there a game that like gets a pass? That's just like that's just pretty. Like that's just. I'm like, what's the avatar of of games? I mean, people, people are going to say Crisis, but I feel like for the most part, but those games are all pretty good. 
I know, Crisis, I know, I know. Yeah. People like that, like Crisis One, don't exactly like Crisis Two and Three because they were linear. But Crisis Two, yeah. Crisis Two, at least has Hans Zimmer music, so it gets a pass for me. Love your Hans Zimmer I music. Do. You love your boys. I do. Um, Ghost of Shima. Don't you besmirch that one, Beth and Johnny? That's a banable uh, comment. Bleh. I don't know which one of you, Beth or Johnny, did that. But yeah. <laughs> one of you's in timeout. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody, somebody brought up. Uh, said, "Don't be smirch, uh, Rise." Hey, I'm a Rise fan. I want a sequel. I'm still waiting for. My you sequel. are a Rise and Order apologist. So. I am. There's dozens of you. Oh, now they're roasting. They should, now they're saying Death Stranding. No, now they're saying Death Stranding. No, we you're have wrong. Asked this <laughs> you're all wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> I kind of agree with Horizon, though. I kind of agree with Horizon. It's really pretty, and that's all. Uh... In sadder news, uh, ooh, uh, uh, the dude who eats pianos, <laughs> what is going on there? You couldn't eat a piano. There's there's too many keys. Uh, with a $2 dono, Avatar is a work of genius, you Philistines. Listen, the world's num- number one defender of Big Jim. Still haven't seen the second one, but go to hell and back for that, man. <laughs> Casey, did you see that they delayed those movies and Avatar 5 isn't coming out until 2031? This is, this is my shocked face. Zoe Saldana said, I was 27 when I started this franchise, and I'll be 52 when, I, when it's done. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Big Jim's great. Perfect. Hmm. Zero, 10 out of 10. Zero notes. Um, did you get he to film felt, that video where he was at the Ubisoft conference? Did you film that? Did I film that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do with your job. <laughs> Were you like his wrangler? Big Jim's wrangler? He just answers uh, all my angry questions about eat. Siege. Big Jim, no. I, I email KC every time I get a headshot, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I have a a, a rule to send Nick's emails to a folder that I don't look at. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a filter. <laughs> you have a you have a mailer, Damon. <laughs> uh, ooh, 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 Rutzor Rut asked Nick, "Do you like Death Stranding for the story of the gameplay?" Marty has an article he can link to you about I did not like Death Stranding, and then I did end up loving it. Why am I looking up your article to link through? Because I, if I take go to switch the screen, it messes the Discord up. So okay, how do I even find it? Escapist, Death Stranding, um, the zero punctuation. Death Stranding is not one of my favorite games, and all it took was for me to become a big baby. Yes, Uh, that is great. (laughs) Shared by Hideo Kojima himself, whose documentary is premiering at the at the um, Rebecca Film Festival this Sunday. And apparently, it's fifty five minutes long, which Perfect. That documentary is at least you know include, brevity in the movie about you, Kojima. That doc, that documentary is going to include my article in there. I heard uh, from a. I'm pretty sure it's not filming several years ago. Uh, he did not make it. No, it is shot by. It is, it is directed by uh, someone who did the, the behind the scenes work of Rogue One. I know someone who worked on it, so I know a bunch of weird things on it. Um, I'm really I'm really intrigued to to see it though. It looks very navel gazy, and he's just like, "Here are all my fancy friends, and they will all talk about how I am an artist as I look over the city of Tokyo." <laughs> and that seems great. <laughs> seems exactly what I'd want. What kind of other documentary would I want from him? I, I've done just I've done one of those shots. Out of five. I've done yeah. one of those shots, and it was for the insurgency documentary when we took the guys up into the mountains because I just was like, "This will look like a cool shot. Let's go do this." You know what? Some people are like, that's pretentious. And I'm like, yes, it is. is. You know what? Sometimes it's still fun to shoot. Yeah, it's still fun to shoot. So I don't care. (laughs) Um, Doing a a hard pivot. I'm going to be honest. I don't have a um, I don't have a segue for this. But we mentioned earlier the the Embracer thing. And this is a bit of a strange story because Embracer has been a company that we've been talking about for quite a while who uh, has been 
just gobbling up studios and 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 companies and ip left and right in the past couple of years they acquired um gearbox they acquired uh crystal dynamics idos uh square enix montreal they acquired the ip rights to the lord of the rings which is just a fairly weird thing i don't know what's going on there um but uh news like a week or two ago was that they were very close to some sort of a two billion dollar deal or partnership with someone and we don't know who that was if that was like a something with xbox or if that was them acquiring someone or merging like it must have been a saudi prince or no, we're seeing that more and more in the games industry so that would not surprise me they just bought yeah live golf just bought golf it's like just, saudi prince just owns golf now yeah. not like golf all of like you can go golfing and he's not there but like <laughs> um but uh, uh, they, because that deal fell through, they have said that um, they are expecting massive uh, uh, layoffs and restructuring and, and cancellations of, of projects, which they've said are mostly going to be things that haven't been revealed yet. Um, but in the in the meantime, the interim CEO said, quote, uh, talking about their Lord of the Rings ownership, uh, we know we need to be exploiting Lord of the Rings in a very significant fashion, which I don't know if that's what he meant to say. But is just the grossest shit yet yeah. like mask off like I don't know it was just it was like really fucking disgusting um, very yeah. shareholder speak <laughs> yeah he, he said that in a way where the people who have a lot of money would understand that he means business when it comes to this license <laughs> he's like yeah hey, we're gonna milk this thing dry don't you worry yeah or we should be looking at Jerry. Yeah, we'll always have Peter Jackson's movies. No, but three of them are bad, Nick. Three of them are bad. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I mean, the original three are, are masterpieces. Um, I don't think, which is weird to say for, for three movies where it's like three of my favorite movies of all time. If you combine them, maybe they're my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I think they're overestimating how much people give a shit about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I don't think yeah. So. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I think I think just like Star Wars and Marvel have kind of had a game renaissance. Like Lord of the Rings is due for that. Um, Harry Potter has technically had a game renaissance now. Like, <laughs> there's not many big IPs left of milk in the game space for these huge mega franchises. Because here's Avatar yeah. too. So you know, it's only a matter of time for Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, maybe it's funny the timing on it because Gollum just came out, which wasn't a part of it. Like by the time they acquired, yeah. yeah, By the time they acquired it, the game is already well in development. Um, So with, with, yeah, with Embracer, this was kind of inevitable. Um, This is just kind of how, I mean, if you look at any company that gobbles up a ton of different things, like they're always going to end up consolidating it at some point. Uh Um, And Embracer, like they have a shit ton of games in development. Like I think the last time they said something was like over 200 games in development across all those studios like including like 40 to 50 AAA level games um yeah which was always sounded unrealistic so i think i think think the first thing that's going to happen is prime matter i think prime matter is going to get shut down and they're going to consolidate back to deep silver uh or consolidate a lot more things under play on that publisher that which used to be cock media hell yeah Uh, so cock media was the parent company of deep silver still is i guess because they're still the arm of Embracer. It's all very confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah. It is way too much going on there. Yeah, they're going to, I think they're going to consolidate a lot of that because um, I think their biggest money earners right now are obviously Deep Silver, Saber Interactive, uh, and then they have the mobile division and then they have the racing kind of games that a lot of people don't know about but are pretty big. Um, yeah. But I mean, they, they, yeah, I mean, like, 
I, I'd be curious to see what happens with like a lot of the Eurojank studios they have. Cause like, I'm sure I don't, I don't think Elux two from uh, Piranha Byte sold very well at all because like it has way less reviews than the original game did. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not even making their own Gothic remake. So I'm kind of worried that Piranha Bytes might be on the chopping block. Um, and yeah, and a lot of the games that Embracer has released over the past two years have really just been very middling. Everything from Prime Matter <laughs> was a failure. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> like there is not yeah, a game like on there. big on that, on their first showing of all the stuff oh, they had. Oh no, I wasn't. Oh no. No, I remember he was like, oh, they showed us behind closed door all these amazing I, trailers. No, I feel no, like no, you were no, mostly no, no, saying no. they showed us more than they showed us at the conference. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, they showed us they showed us a lot more behind the scenes than they showed us at the actual showcase that we made a lot of fun of where they sold oh, so. You got you have your you had your your prime matter tattoo, your cockmedia <laughs> tattoo. Uh but yeah, they uh because yeah, the Prime Matter did that returnal like looking game, which I think failed. It did the last aura crew, which we were sponsored by that definitely failed uh, great sponsorship though yeah thank you so much <laughs> like the yeah, there's nothing they've released has been good um so I just, yeah that, i fully expect that publisher to get folded yeah and the, but they do have like you know some of those names i mentioned are, are big well-known names that's gearbox and crystal dynamics and, and idos and uh uh crystal dynamics <clears throat> released like a twitter statement uh that assuring people that so crystal dynamics is now working on a new Tomb Raider game that is published by Amazon. Um, so funded and published by Amazon. So I'm assuming that is still going to be fine. Cause yeah, I think, yeah, I think all their, their biggest stuff is going to be fine. I think it's a lot of these smaller studios they acquired are going to be hurting bad. Yeah. Um, and then Crystal Dynamics is also now co-developing perfect dark with the initiative. And they said, that's going to be fine. I think they mostly meant that's going to be fine from this mess. The game's still a mess. <laughs> like this isn't this isn't impacting that at all. Yeah, like the um, nonsense we're doing over here is a yeah. different, different kind different, of nonsense. It's a different flavor of nonsense. You don't have to worry about it. Um, I don't think Perfect Dark's real. I'm gonna be honest. I think it's vaporware. Even though we have Perfect Dark on the art, we have that that image from the new game keeps going around, and I don't think it's real. <laughs> Like, as in, I don't think it's an official asset. I think yeah. it would be a fat I, asset. I, I, when, I, when I saw that on the background, I'm like, what part of Perfect Dark is this? Wait, there's, yeah, there's a, I'm pretty there's sure a new a image going asset. around. What? There's a new image going around? No, no, no. It's not new. It's what everyone was using for thumbnails, like, oh, since the reveal. Yeah. That looks like and just I'm concept really art. I'm sure that picture is, isn't. I don't even know if it's concept art. I feel like it's not from them. Uh, but whatever, it's on the thumbnail. What are you gonna do? It's fucking. It's legally binding. You can't arrest us. Double jeopardy. You can't arrest a husband and wife for the same crime. Uh, you know what? I, you, you, know what I, you know what I want to see. And I know they've tried what? it before. I want to see Apple Apple get back into game publishing because if it's anything, if they can figure out how they've done TV series, but for games, <laughs> I'd be pretty yeah. be exciting. Yeah, I mean Apple Arcade, which is obviously smaller mobile games, um, has a lot of cool shit. And and I just yeah I don't know if they'd want to publish things outside of their ecosystem. Yeah, don't release a console, Apple. No, it'd yeah. be too expensive. It'd be thirty eight hundred dollars. It's crazy to me that Amazon doesn't have like a, a big game yet. It's got some of those MMOs that like no one's talking about. Maybe it's this Tomb Raider game will be big. New, new World like, and didn't new, get the memo. New World and Lost Ark are huge. <laughs> well, New New World was New World and Lost Ark are huge. Those aren't big. Games. Lost Ark isn't what? They have Amazon. They, Amazon, Amazon, they and Microsoft. Their way into that, like they, they just threw money at a thing that already was. Well, they, pu- they published it in the West. Yeah, they just 
I know. Cheers, money. Yeah. Give us now. Give us some money back. Let's talk about yeah. chat. Is there any of you who played Lost Ark or what was the other one called? New, New Ark. New World. Lost Ark. New Ark. <laughs> it's New, it's New, like New Coke. World. New, New World had a big fall of a player bases, but that was a huge launch for them. <clears throat> I know. Yeah, there's a lot of people who were like talking about New World, like it was a big deal, and none of those people have continued talking I, I think, about New World. I think they're. I think their internal studio stuff has winded down a lot, and they're more focused on publishing. Because like that yeah. that Throne and Liberty game is being published by them as well. They didn't develop it in house. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the Tomb Raider thing is obviously being developed by yeah. Crystal D. They're just throwing money at it. Um, okay, some people have played Lost Ark. Uh, you know what? Good for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's on, on the Steam charts. Lot, Lost Ark is like <laughs> one of the top played games every day. So it's pretty. It's not. It's not a bad game either. That's why don't you play it? Why don't you play it every day? Why don't you delete Rainbow Six Siege? Just become a big Lost Ark player. Nah, Siege. siege Put your money where your Ark is. No, I'm putting my money in Siege. I'm, I'm paying. How much money you spend in Siege? Oh, uh, I've bought a couple of season passes, so maybe two hundred dollars at most. Okay. Casey's like we can, we can we can bump those. Those yeah, are rookie numbers. He's gonna turn me into those numbers. <laughs> I think it's like eight years old. That you're you're fine. You spent yeah. A, a I, I probably spent two hundred dollars on Marvel Snap, and uh, that was like a, just a that was just a quick tryst. <laughs> yeah, two hundred dollars or more on games that aren't live service games. Yeah, like you just kept buying the same Mario game over and over. Yeah, <laughs> I immediately bought uh, I immediately bought this fancy special edition of Final Fantasy after I finished the demo. I was like, let me see what's in this, and they're like an art, <laughs> uh, a digital art book and a soundtrack. I'm like, oh. I'm financially Sound, ruined after you can listen to on Spotify for free. Yeah, you can probably just listen to the soundtrack <laughs> on a streaming service. Also, Square should just send me a copy because I'm gushing. Square, I'm out here gushing. Send <laughs> me a copy. Yeah, I'm an influencer. I'm influencing people. Um, I'm going to stop saying gushing. You guys been playing anything aside from Final Fantasy 16? Watching anything? I... Uh, I, I've, I've been watching a... I started a new series. Whoa. It's like big on Netflix right now. The new K drama or action show called uh, Bloodhounds. Hmm. It's about two young boxers who get in deep with like some loan sharks. Ooh. And um, it's, a, it's a real uh, it's a real goofy premise, but like the show, like the show's really cute. Like it, it, it wants to be like gritty, but like the two, the two main guys who like become friends, like their bromance is very cute. It's like at some point, are they going to kiss? <laughs> Because like, like it's 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 really like it's really like heartwarming how like because the one guy is like kind of a introvert and then the other guy is kind of just you know he's he's boisterous right so like they don't seem like they'd be a good fit but like they weirdly complement each other in a lot of cool ways so like the first episode really like built on their chemistry after like they fought they faced each other in like this championship boxing round or whatever mm-hmm. but then like a bunch of shady stuff is going on in the background with like uh the company and it's the it's set in the backdrop of like COVID nineteen so like. Co- like COVID is affecting almost everything in the plot, and like that's kind of interesting because like a lot of like during actual COVID, there was a lot of shows that were on and pretending like COVID didn't exist, and that was weird. Oh yeah. And now it's interesting that stuff is coming out that's like, oh, COVID is ruining our lives right now, and like it's just cool to kind of look back on like, yeah, it kind of did. Like it was a bummer. yeah. Oh, it's a period piece. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. So like, uh, the really good action, like, uh, it, like it's a fighting show. But like the fighting style is boxing and you don't see that super often. Okay, but like, yeah. man, does that look like they made it look really cool when like a single trained boxer has to fight a bunch of dudes. Like, yeah, it, like it actually works like really well. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to keep pushing through that. The first episode was really good. 
Yeah, I saw some. I follow a, a Twitter account that is someone who just posts sick clips from action movies. <laughs> and it's like, but it's like really like weird deep cuts. It's always just like, what is this Egyptian movie? Like, what's going on in this movie? These dudes are beating the shit out of each other. It looks awesome. Uh, and I saw a clip of that the other day and I was like, ooh, this looks good. Yeah. It's good. Uh, and it's on Netflix. It's just all, oh yeah, yeah it looks like it's, it's all there. Netflix. It was like in the top 10 or whatever list that they threw up there. It's all like, oh, a lot of people are actually watching this right now. Yeah. I'm excited for, uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, Black Mirror comes out, I think Friday, Thursday. Soon? Yeah, soon. Sometime yeah. soon. Um, and I always I always dig those. Like uh, They're usually like hit or miss. I don't love all the episodes, but every season has had like one or two that I've been like, oh, this is really cool. And uh, this one is a bunch of cool cast members, so looking forward to jamming through those. Have you guys gotten into Black Mirror before in the past? Yeah, I've seen all of it. Okay. I've yeah. watched it on, I've watched one episode and <laughs> I wasn't into it. Was it the big fucker? Was it the first one? I don't know. It was whatever. Was one, that like, the first was, one? Yeah, the I don't first think I episode. It. I don't think I watched very it first order. episode is the pig fucking episode, which is not a great look. It's what, that, it's whatever one episode, like though. he's running from house to house trying to hide from something. I forget what it was. Oh, it's like a like the TV show thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you a list of a couple that you should just just watch them out of order. Like the the best ones. Although the ones I like are all the romantic ones, and I don't know if you like those. <laughs> I like the ones that are all lovey dovey, like like Hang the DJ and uh, 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 what's what's the one that's the name the the, the name of the place. San Junipero. Yeah, I don't remember the names of any of these. The, yeah, San the best one like is that. probably the 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 Matrix uh, Star Wars one. Or Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, Star yeah, the one with Jesse Plemons. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that one's probably great. the one that sticks in my mind the most. That's just being like really dark but super interesting sci-fi and just like really great storytelling and characterization. That's who I imagine every game developer is like. Todd Howard's just like, I want you to go in my game and I'm going to take control of you. I'm going to turn you into an NPC. Uh, Nick, uh, have you been, you been playing or watching anything besides the Final Fantasy 16 demo? Uh, I have been watching Silo. And I oh, yeah. love it. Pretty good, right? It's yeah. so good. I was in, like The opening theme song of the show got me hooked. Like Just perfect sounding like mystery thriller soundtrack to it. Mm-hmm. Um super like it's just i don't know like i'm just enthralled by the world like it, it sucks you right in like you immediately it's got that it's got that good sci-fi hook where it's like i want to know more about everything <laughs> right away they hook you with a mystery they hook you with a big question like what is outside why can't they go outside like what mm-hmm. happened who built the silo which is a big question of the show yep. um and then they just do a really good job like making it look good and, and keeping you grounded. Like they thought of everything, like how they grow food down there, how they keep the power running, how they uh, operate with, you know, crime and, and everything like how their politics work. Um, uh-huh. it's, it, and it didn't, it didn't do like what a lot of sci-fi shows do where they give you all that exposition, you know, where like describe everything kind of like, I think, um, what's the other show? Amazon does, uh, uh Fuck, I forgot the name of it. Foundation? Foundation, yeah. Foundation spends a lot of time in like its, it's opening Apple. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Silo's, Apple. Silo's yeah. Apple too. Yeah. Um, Foundation spends a lot of time in its opening episodes like explaining what it does. is going on. Silo yeah. Silo gets right into the mystery of it. Yeah, and Silo's like, you'll... you'll Silo feels like... Well, uh, those are probably the differences in the books, obviously. I bet the Foundation book is like incredibly dense like yeah. years lore years 10,000 years where silo is probably like because it will cost you into the deep end you know? takes place over like generations yeah so like, yeah yeah there's a lot to get there's a lot more to get through yeah i love the idea too in silo so like uh, humanity literally lives in this giant like 
silo that's taller than the tallest building imaginable. And like, if you need to see someone who's many floors below you, it is like an excursion. It is like, I am coming down here and you better be there day. because it's going to take me <laughs> a day to get down there. Um, and yeah, cast is great. Uh, uh, Rebecca Ferguson is, is uh, incredible. Uh, David Oyelowo, uh, big fan of him. And the uh, writing is really good too. Like Apple, really Apple, good too. Apple yeah. just keeps yeah. hitting it on the writing front. Pay your yeah, writers. They're, yeah, <laughs> pay your writers, exactly. Um, uh, maybe uh, uh, Secret Invasion could learn that. Hmm. Aaron's Secret Invasion review is up now. Uh, he uh, not not huge, not huge on Secret Invasion. Some people, some other people I know, are big on Secret Invasion. So we'll see. Hmm. Maybe Darren's just afraid of the scrolls. Maybe he's af- Darren's afraid that there's the scrolls are going to take over Ireland. What's he <laughs> going to do if Ireland's full of scrolls? Um, what are any of us going to do? Yeah, we're going to. I mean, if they stay in Ireland, it won't impact me too much. <laughs> aside, from, aside from Darren, like I'll sorry, Darren and Snake in the Garden. <laughs> George, George Lucas has, has Silo ended yet? I think I think the first season's done now and they just renewed it for season two yes uh is it done i haven't watched all the episodes no no it's not done. Uh, apparently it's not uh it is 10 episodes so it's uh, still got three left shit i'm almost caught up then i gotta slow down <laughs> yeah so there's 10 episodes seven have aired shit uh the eighth episode. is out on okay. friday no. um, well you're gonna be gone for a week i'm gonna go <laughs> early to watch it Hit the, if you hit the menu button, you could bring up the active time lore if you forget anything <laughs> yeah. and remember, remember what happened to all the characters. Uh, but yeah, so I've been watching that. And then uh, as far as games, uh, I, I brought up earlier that I played the demo for Jusant. God, Barry. Oh, yeah. oh man. Fuck. Fuck. It's bad, dude. Shit yourself over there. Uh, Jusant. He's a dog. Every shit is a shitting himself. <laughs> Jusant is the <laughs> new game from Don't Nod. Um, their other new game, because the other the other game was Banishers: Ghost of New Eden, but Jusant is a journey like climbing game, and I, there's a demo of it on Steam if you want to try it, and it is so good. Like I was immediately hooked on it. Like the climbing mechanics are fun, and it's, it's yeah. I'm, I'm curious, like how how do they gamify the climbing? Like, so yeah. it's how it's yeah, um, it's nothing like Uncharted where you just jump to things and you climb. It's the sure. the buttons are mapped so that you climb. So um, you know, L, R to mimic your movements. There's jumping, there's momentum. So, you know, like uh, velocity, momentum, like jumping and stuff like that to get to places. Um, Seems like you have equipment. You do have some equipment. I didn't, there's not much in the in the demo, but like, yeah, it it's a pretty, at least right now, it's a pretty forgiving game. Like you can't really fall and die very easily, I think, unless you mm-hmm. run out of stamina, which I never did. But like they give you like tools where you can create a hook and then like if you have to make a big jump, if you miss, the hook is going to keep you from falling, you know, all the way dead. But um, yeah, like it's just it meet like the atmosphere and everything. It was just immediately hooks you in. And I was like, I'm like, I want to play all this. And the scale, yeah. of, the scale of the thing you're climbing is just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks uh, I linked the the Steam page in there and the trailer is just really, really impressive. And it's really cool that they made a whole game based on climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is is there like uh like a narrative hook to this or does it kind of start you off kind of like, I don't know why I'm climbing this thing. I'm just going to climb and see what happens. <laughs> um, there There is. And there is a narrative through notes, but I think it's a lot more visual narrative than like their actual mm-hmm you know, typical choice driven narrative stuff. It, it, it feels it. It's definitely very heavily inspired by journey. Yeah. It looks 
It looks really good. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Even Yahtzee was excited for it when I described it to him. And mm-hmm. he doesn't get excited for anything. Not even his own birthday. <laughs> he will, yeah, that's another game that he will like because it has like uh, innovative mechanics. Not that climbing. Yeah, not yeah, that, not that climbing. climbing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, the, the Bread and Fred was about climbing too and that looks really good. But like this is just much more immersive than like a puzzle, you know, platform. Yeah, right? then, yeah, sort of like a goof game. Mm-hmm. Not a good bread Fred's not a goof game, but like getting over it with Bunny Fadi. This is kind of mm-hmm. a goof game. Uh, uh, and then I was also what else did I play? Oh yeah, I went back to try Wolfenstein Youngblood uh, because I didn't realize the patches had uh, fixed a lot of the bullet sponginess of it. Uh, but as I've continued to play the story, I am remembering why I gave that game up very quickly. <laughs> I hate the characters. I think you just really want another, like a third actual Wolfenstein it, game. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You're trying like, to will it to existence. I, I'm trying to will it to existence um, <laughs> because I like machine games. I think makes the, the best feeling gunplay of any game I've played for for oh, a, wow. for a single player campaign game. Like just shooting things with armor pieces falling off and everything, and the reactions of everything is like just feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'd, I'd love Wolfenstein one, especially two. Like Wolfenstein uh, New Colossus is um, incredible. Yeah, John of the Lonely. That's why Young Blood is a bad game. Why? Oh, oh, he's, he's saying why am I playing it? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Marty said I'm just trying to will Wolfenstein three into existence. <laughs> yeah, he is suffering for the for the rest of our yeah. sins. Um, looking over a couple of super chats that came in. Simple Simon with a five dollar dono going back to Silo was it's terrible though that the only thing they have to determine how the world used to be is Georgia. I guess at least it wasn't Alabama. Listen, when our society crumbles, they'll only have the MCU movies that are all filmed in Atlanta. And so it's the only thing they'll be able to be like, is this what humanity used to be? It'll just be a bunch of fucking green screen stuff. Atlanta, but it was set in New York. So like how's that gonna work? <laughs> it's gonna be confusing. It's gonna be very confusing. Uh, and the dude who eats pianos with a great question that I highly recommend not answering for the $5 donation. Nick, as editor-in-chief, who is your least favorite major investor in The Escapist? I'd accept either a person or an institution as the answer. Well, I mean, we we have one parent company called Gamers, and they've been pretty good to us, so... <laughs> Technically, not we have investor. plenty of investors in all The Escapist all of our, our Patreon. Patreon. So who's your least favorite patron? We have a list. We keep a list. I my, uh, no, I know who it is. I have an exact answer for this. It's Nick the OG for trying to blow me up twice. Well, I well, he'd already shot me. I've decided you. I B Pen Dragon used to be my worst worst enemy, but now it's Nick the OG. Yeah, it could be <laughs> blue version, but blue version is just way better at us than the B, games. Like B, B, we play B, Fall Guys. B Pen Dragon uh, was my enemy for golf with your friends, and he's the reason I call it golf with your enemies. Now it's Nick the OG. Yeah. Yeah, because he tried to cold blood or murder me. KC shot me on accident and still blames it on me. So I don't know how much of an accident I mean, it was. Nick the OG, you were the one running across the roof. Nick the OG <laughs> actively shot me in the face and then kept trying to drop grenades on me and said, "Oh, the E button or the F button to get you up is too close to the G button." They are right next to each other. They are right next to each other. Or sorry, it's E to revive, not not F. Oh, they are like uh, in the same neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> they live a couple houses apart. Like as a person um, who hates playing on uh, keyboards, I I agree. Like Everything it. is too well, close to each I, other. On well, yeah, I have to, think I have about to, it. Every time I type very fast and I make a lot of typos, but I I am able to backspace very quickly. If all those translate yeah. into movements and gunfire, someone's probably going to die in accident. I'm, 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 like, I'm starting to write the notes for the postcards, and Nick the OG is getting an angry note. 
What if we all held a grudge every time you fucked us over in a game? Because let me tell you, you do. That's I, I, gonna stand in you line. do. When we play first class trouble, it all comes back to bite me. You just airlock me. You just airlock me every time you play the game. <laughs> you want to make the experience as worse as possible for the audience <laughs> who's trying to watch from your perspective. Yeah, you kill me and I get to stream around as a fucking Roomba, fucking Roomba. for 30 minutes. <laughs> that game's great. You gotta play that game again. <laughs> There's, um, a, there's a new one that just released today. Um, it looks pretty good. I'll look it up the, while you're... Deceit Inc.? No, that's that's been out for a while. We've had a copy of that. Yeah. It, this one's like another sci-fi... With a copy? Having one copy of that game isn't... That doesn't do anything for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> need six copies of it. Like, I got one copy of Dokapon. Yeah. Oh, when, when are we going to get the rest of our Dokapons? Yeah. On? yeah with make that... Let's just make that the next funny goal. We just hit it. <laughs> Just up to the funny gold dokapon. That could be your last act before you go on vacation. Um, a doka party. Uh, isn't that twenty four hours? Like, don't we have to play that for twenty four hours? It's just several. Sh- we'll, we'll just play it over the course of a couple of years. Does it save your progress in a match? Yes. Oh, you never said that. What do you think? Probably. We had to play it twenty four hours straight. Was this yeah. the Lamaz? Was I, this that, you, that weird race? I feel like you would play that twenty four hours straight and have no problem with it. I don't play anything 24 hours straight. That's a lie. Except Game of Love. You, I guarantee you played Tears of the Kingdom for 24 hours straight when it came out. 24 hours? You I were sleep. literally, you no, you didn't. You were playing I, it. I and slept then several times. You, I had a bunch you of thought, dreams. You thought, you, nope, nope. You I'll thought, open my dream journal and I'll just thought, read all sorts of stuff. You thought what, you were sleeping. You thought I you thought were a sleeping. hot dog was eating me. You thought you were sleeping. You were still playing that game because you were still playing it when we were streaming. That was great. What a, what a, <laughs> what a incredible game. What a what a remarkable game. Um I've uh uh I'm almost done rewatching The Good Place, which what a, what a great show. Great show. What a, great what a wonderful show. little show. Uh, also, the funny thing is I'm planning my next rewatch no. right afterwards to be Justified because the new Justified show is coming out. Um did you, have you guys ever watched Justified? I've not Nick, watched what are you, Wait, what are you doing? What are you? What, what sort of noise? Too much new stuff not, to watch and play to rewatch and play replay things all the time. I, I gotta agree with that. You gotta stop rewatching. You gotta stop doing this. <laughs> this, is, this is bad for you. It's bad for your health. This, like I, I'm catching up on uh, season six of Better Call Saul. Like I know it's old. It was why I didn't bring it up. But like as I'm watching it, I keep getting these eureka moments of like, oh yeah, that's the person that this happened to. Like it's fun. Like it's it's good. Yeah. You should try it. Rewatch is great. No, I'm not rewatching. I'm watching the current season, but I'm being reminded in ways. Oh, you're one watching. Yeah, you're one watching. New <laughs> <Yes>. watching. <laughs> uh, but in the good place, so I'm I'm nearing the end, and I'm all primed for my Justified rewatch because the Justified sequel season series is coming out um, called City Prime Evil. Stop it. That's a bad uh, name for a Justified. Series. It's a very bad name for a thing. <laughs> and then, like three episodes from the end of Justified, they go into into to Janet's void, and they fucking summon Raylan Givens from Justified. They summon the main yeah. character of Justified into yeah. the void. I'm like, there's a whole I'm, there's a whole bit in regards to because <laughs> that's what like Maya Rudolph like, yeah. is like always talking about Justified. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Good place is great. Justified's great. Uh, and then, uh, speaking of playing brand new games, uh, I, I, I put a bunch of time into We We Love Katamari, the hit game from 2005. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. It's excellent. It's wonderful. Uh, Google was nice enough to to include a Katamari thing. And then uh, I've been playing a little bit of Catherine. Did you ever play Catherine, Casey? I feel like you'd get into Catherine no. in the competitive sense because that game has a weird competitive. Yeah, I, scene. That, it doesn't look fun. Like I've I've seen I've seen that game played competitively, like the, the weird puzzle box thing. Yeah, you're like climbing up. 
it's pretty yeah, much a but that doesn't look climber. fun to me <laughs> so i've never i've never bothered because it seems very interesting like the premise seems interesting i'd be interested in like just getting like a, if they did like a catherine anime i'd probably watch it just to get the story they haven't done yeah. a catherine anime no i don't think so yeah it's too, but like too yeah the, up. the gameplay is 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 like scary puzzles I, i'm not into that yeah it is. oh I thought you were going to be like, if the gameplay is scary puzzles, I'm in. I was like, that's exactly what it is. It's spooky puzzles. Uh, so that game's great. I'm, guys, I'm in a holding pattern until Final Fantasy comes out. I can't commit to anything. I can't. I own Diablo, but I can't start it. I can't start messing with those with those little Play devils. Yeah, I have Street Fighter as well. I play a little bit of Street Fighter. I'm very bad at Street Fighter. Although playing casual, or the, what was it, uh, baby mode? Whatever the, like, norm, casual modern. mode is. Modern mode. That's it. <laughs> yeah, weakling mode. I like it. it. Makes me look cool. I'm glad. Thank you, Street Fighter, for making me look cool. I, I've seen I've seen someone using modern controls, um, play like a fucking pro. Like, yeah, he was he was going like this. This was a, a an arena that had like a bunch of like longtime Street Fighter players, like dudes who like they've been playing classics since forever because that's the only thing they had. They compete in tournaments regularly. They're very good, very technical at Street Fighter. This guy's a fighting game aficionado, has stayed away from Street Fighter, jumped in with modern controls, and was whooping ass. Look at that. Like, anyone can do it. I think modern controls is is a big deal. I I think it might change a lot in that scene. What if that's, like, the thing that's needed for, like, uh, the fighting games to, like, really break through the not if a, if a bunch of people like, copy yeah. that like it might be the case yeah like yeah. get rid of like because it's just tradition right like why do i have to do reuse fireball to do this move because it, that's just the way it's been <laughs> yeah yeah the way things are is the way things are exactly um and then true mando with a dollar nine nine don't know thank you so much marty is janet's void your favorite void it's a great void it's very different than the voids we think of because it's just very white mm-hmm. most of the times when we think of voids it's like the absence of color um but yeah her voids are great <laughs> uh on that note do you guys want to do you guys want to casey you're gonna be streaming again in half oh hour. yeah we we got another stream coming up after this guys <laughs> what do you guys what happened last time in dante's inferno it's been a little bit it has but the, the last dante's inferno stream was actually quite chaotic we we had to take on like we're we're dealing with like you know the the seven deadly sins in mm-hmm. a sequence because like they're all represented down in the, the circles of hell or whatever oh, and we were dealing with lady? lust and so lots <laughs> yeah. of boobs. <laughs> Just, that man. boss fight when I played that for the first time I was like what is going on here but, <laughs> but on top of it being very lewd and scary it's like a good boss yeah, fight it is a good boss fight it's like, like Dante's Inferno so far has been really like it has been on pace with like God of War let's say 2.5 not as crazy as 3 okay. yeah. but like it's a little more than 2 and it's like looking t- towards three but like it's not hitting three ties yet folks have told us that the game gets worse it does uh, as time goes on it does. <laughs> so that'll be it starts off really strong yeah it starts off really strong and kind of probably about after a halfway point starts to get a bit too repetitive that's just, like the, that's just that's just like the bible hmm? yeah. great great cold ah. open great cold open i think it's a little wordy in the beginning and then yeah. the <laughs> beginning trails off after that uh so yeah, we have that coming up in half an hour. Um, Nick is going on vacation, so there's going to be no um, 360. No Splinter, Cell no Splinter Cell tomorrow. Man, it's been a while since Splinter Cell. Mm. Uh, but we'll be black with uh, Splinter Cell next week. Um, uh, and then tomorrow, Casey and I are going to be starting uh, Half-Life Episode 1, 
which let me tell you that I requested Pad Manathan, who has not played Half Life, is just <laughs> a very confusing thing. I was like, I, I had to explain to him that I'm like, there are three Half Life Two games. There's Half Life Two, Half Life Episode One, because he's like, I already made you a Half Life Two Episode One. He sent me the thumbnail for the first one, and I was like, no, this is very confusing. <laughs> I, I understand why it's confusing though, because it's a very having an Episode One of an Episode One is going to be very strange. Um, but yeah, we're going to be starting that tomorrow night, and then it's um, uh, a question. Yeah, were we getting that on console? Oh, we definitely didn't get that on console. <laughs> I think I think you can get I think you can get the orange box on Xbox backwards compatibility on the store. It's I don't know. Store. If, I, feel like, I feel like I feel like we had this exact argument before, and I was proved. And I don't think it's in the store. If you could find it in the store, you buy buy it and expense it. And <laughs> all that jazz. Bless you. I'll see if I can find it in store. Yeah. <clears throat> otherwise, it might be. Plus, you again. Uh, otherwise, it might be. Um, back to the PC mines. Back to the PC. But maybe they learned their lessons. Well, have, have, yeah, those. Valve, never. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I know, John Blake, I know it's backwards compatible, but some games are just impossible to like download. Like, Jet Set Radio required a lot of work for me to figure out how to download it on a current Xbox, which is very confusing. Way too confusing. Uh, not available separately. What? Yeah. Uh, and John Lee upgraded membership to bonus content uh, and using the bonus content to say if you had to come in more than one disc, how many discs would you come in? Man, that was a. <laughs> I need to read that. Oh, okay. Okay. I was very. I, I did not see like how he typed that out. And I was sitting there like, I'm concerned. I also pregnant paused after, ironically <laughs> after if you had to come. <laughs> uh, I like four discs. Uh, I think like five is twenty six. So I think that. discs. I treat discs like RPG parties. Um, uh, five's a crowd. Uh, three uh, isn't a party. Four is perfect. It's also how I treat my orgies. Um, you guys have anything else before we? Oh, and then on Friday, um, uh, Amy and Frost are going to be back with Childhood Classics. They're going to be finishing off their humongous streams. Um, nice. Yeah, and then Saturday, Frost will be doing wish list. You'll you you guys are doing something with. Game night. I'm not. I'm not fucking involved. Me neither. We're just, we're not fucking um, involved. All right, free reign. Let, let's see who shows up. You play whatever you want. Just play Street Fighter by yourself. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Do whatever. Just watch a movie. Huh? Just whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. There's no cops. Uh, um, as far as my stuff, uh, we if you are in bonus content on either Patreon or well, pay, bonus content or above on either Patreon or YouTube memberships. We are currently testing an ad-free version of the website, so make sure you go check Patreon, the Discord, uh, for a link to that, so you will get the website ad-free. It, um, it's not through YouTube memberships, unfortunately, just because we literally you have to log in through Patreon to be able to use it. So mm-hmm. if you are on YouTube memberships and want to use the website ad-free with Patreon, uh, go switch to the $5 tier above over there. Uh, we're getting ready to launch that in July. Uh, and by the when I come back, it'll be a uh, mad rush to get all this stuff ready that we are working on because there was a lot. So if you are excited for new escapist stuff, oh boy, do we have a fun July packed for you. You know what else is in July? Barbie week. Yeah. We don't know what it is yet, but Jack has the game. <laughs> and then uh, yes, We don't uh, know what or when it is, but it's Barbie week. And then on the, uh, yes, it works on mobile, True Mandalorian. You can, you, uh, somebody in the Discord, I think Speakeasy. Test no, Nick, uh, Nick the OG. No, Nick your, the OG. Test friend. Friend. No, no. No. Okay, he's my best friend again. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and then lastly, for uh, the Patreon stuff, uh, you guys have been asking about 
our next stream funding goal. So we are putting together ideas for a Street Fighter series with KC, a Sly Cooper series with Amy, and then possibly something else from me. Tokapon. Tokapon. I don't know. We'll see. Tokapon. And then, uh, just, I keep whisper, just, was I not whispering it loud enough? And, just, and, and, then, and then lastly, uh, <laughs> the vote for Yahtzee's game that he reviews from the God Tier subscribers will be uh, when I get back from my vacation. Two birds with one stone. Tokapon. Oh, my suggestion is that it should be Mother 3. Mm. That's my honest suggestion. Because he loves mm. Earthbound. He's never played Mother 3. Mm. And he could talk about games that um, never got released in America and had to be uh, uh, kept alive by fans. Mm. Marty's, Marty's, Marty's not a god tier subscriber, so I don't, I don't know what he said. No, I, you pay me. That's how this works. This is a job. I don't pay my job. My job pays me. Um, fantastic. Anything else? Uh, anything else? To plug Casey. Nope. Ventures Night Dice. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ventures Night Dice. Go, go check out those dice. You guys should plug those during your stream because you're both on that. Yeah. I don't know where they are. I already closed my window. Just fucking buy them. Just please fucking buy them. Uh, and Simple Simon with an 818 donation. Uh, enjoy your vacation, Nick. Try not to end up face down in the streets. Hugs. I'll be um, on a boat, so hopefully I don't drown. I hope. I also hope you don't drown. Although it would be an amazing murder mystery. I'm gonna. I'm, I'll wear my little fl- escape as floaties. Uh, we should sell those. We should. They have. Yeah, uh, they have Mountain Dew and poo poo emojis on them. Uh, <laughs> those are sell out. That sounds like a net floaty. That doesn't sound like a, that's just a you thing. I am oh, I found the link. Found the link. There they are. Found the link. Perfect. Oh, it ended in a sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Gotcha. Nice. The nice number twice. That's the sex. Well number. done. Um. So remember, for... remember, our audience's median age is like between twenty-five and forty-two. I don't believe that. Yeah, but what is the mean and what is the mode? Those are the only ages I care about. <laughs> the mean I also don't know what any of those are. <laughs> the mode is definitely don't know what mode is. Four twenty. Also, m- millennials are all giant children. Like, That's true. That's true. <laughs> we do complain a lot. I grew up on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. All we do is complain um, and bitch. Yeah. Uh, so for uh, for Casey and Nick, this was Marty. This was uh, Breakout Episode ninety one. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, for for being a part of the convo, for being members, for being patrons, for super chatting, and just for being great. Uh, stick around in twenty minutes. Casey and Jessa will be back with more Dante's Inferno. Otherwise, we will see you guys soon. Bye, guys. Simple Simmons forty one, which means he only has one more year to enjoy the escapist. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Who only has one more year to enjoy this? Simple Simon, he's 41. Our age range is 25 to 42. Oh, it's the age range. So once he turns 42, that's it. He ages out. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Yasi older than 42? Does that mean you No, can't he just turned 40. Oh, never mind. Jack's got to be older than 42.